Cerebral is an online mental health service that offers prescription medication, counseling, and therapy for anxiety, depression, ADHD, insomnia, and more. Cerebral is one of the few services that provides prescription medication online through a licensed provider and ships medication straight to your door. You can schedule sessions based on what's most convenient for you, and you don't have to wait weeks to be seen. And BuzzFeed Daily listeners can receive 65% off your first month of medication management and care counseling at Cerebral.com slash BuzzFeed. Go to Cerebral.com slash BuzzFeed for 65% off your first month. Join Cerebral today on their mission to make quality mental health care accessible and affordable for all. I'm John Gonzalez, the host of SI's new podcast, Sports Illustrated Weekly. Sports Illustrated has delivered some of the best storytelling in sports for 70 years. And now that continues on our show. Each week, we'll dive deep into the best stories from around the sports world. Sports Illustrated Weekly is available every Wednesday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe now. Look through your children's eyes and you will discover the true magic of a forest. Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. We need to talk about Harry and Meghan's interview with Oprah. These songs are great, but they have some terrible lyrics in them. And we're discussing the finale of WandaVision and the future of Marvel with Nora Dominic. It's March 8th, 2021. Hey friends, I'm Casey Rackham, and one of our absolute favorite people is back to guest host, Allie Hayes. Hello. Oh my gosh. Thank you guys. I'm back, baby. I don't know. And on <laughs> International Women's Day of all days. It's true. <laughs> I am a woman. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So in honor of this special day, we need to talk about Burger King's horrendous tweet today. Do we, do we ever need to talk about Burger King? <laughs> they simply tweeted, women belong in the kitchen. Mm. <laughs> so basically what they didn't explain in that very short and standalone tweet is that it's for their new scholarship program, which the, they then created a thread about on Twitter saying only 20% of chefs are women. We're on a mission to change the gender ratio in the restaurant industry. And I'm like, okay, cool but don't tweet that it's crazy i didn't know they allowed 14 year olds to be social media managers but that's it's good for them i mean started early i guess i love it because one of the articles i read about it was like you know we reached out to burger king they've not responded for comment and i'm like burger king respond for comment. yes now is the time burger king and also i'd like a side of onion rings while you're at it thank you Okay, so moving on, man, we are absolutely talking about Oprah's interview with Meghan and Harry yesterday. You know, it is the story of the day, the week, etc. And there was so much ground to cover. I mean, it was two hours and Oprah is a very excellent interviewer. But what we're going to focus on is the two critical points that were brought up. First, there was this tidbit from Megan on royals being concerned with what Archie's skin color would be. And we are just as speechless as Oprah. Concerns and conversations about how dark his skin might be when he's born. What? And... Who, who is having that conversation with you? What? So, 
Um, there is a conversation. Hold up, hold up. There's Stop several right now. There are several conversations. There's a about conversation it. with you, with Harry, about how dark your baby is going to be, potentially, and what that would mean or look like. Ooh. Later in the interview, Harry noted that the couple wanted to extricate themselves because Harry's mother had gone through a similar situation. My biggest concern was history repeating itself. And I've said that before you know, on numerous occasions very publicly. Um, and what I was seeing was history repeating itself, but more perhaps or definitely far more dangerous because then you add race in and you add social media in. And when I'm talking about history repeating itself, I'm talking about my, my mother. When you can see something happening in the same kind of way, anybody would ask for help, ask the, the, the system of which you are part of. Mm. Um, especially when you know there's a relationship there that they could help and share some truth or call, call the dogs off, whatever you want to call it. One thing we do want to point out is that Oprah cited in the interview an article by BuzzFeed news reporter Ellie Hall. It compares how the press treats Megan versus how they treated Kate. Ellie is going to be joining us tomorrow to break this whole thing down. But Ali, I know you covered the interview yesterday for the site. What were like some of the biggest takeaways for you? What were your thoughts with it all? Did. Yeah, I did. Basically, if you make Oprah say what like that, <laughs> you're, you're sharing a piece of information that mm-hmm. is genuinely, I would say simultaneously shocking and not shocking. <laughs> In a way, it's kind of like... You know, that Arrested Development meme, the dead dove, I don't know what I expected, (laughs) where it's like you hear it and your heart breaks for her. But simultaneously, we were all watching this happen live to her over here, at least. And I think as far as covering it for the site goes, we've seen this happening for a while. And it was just really sad to hear it kind of in concrete words. Yeah. And, you know, uh, Oprah was so good. She kept asking mm-hmm. questions until we could finally get what she wanted to hear, which was racism. Totally. And that that is what it is. Bottom line, mm-hmm. that is what Megan has had to deal with her entire time as a princess and even before them. And, you know, and then it was just pretty it was moving to also see Harry compare all of this that's happening to his wife to what happened to his mother. I mean, it must be extremely tough for him. And I'm proud for him for being able to step away and for supporting Megan through all of this. Totally. And that was a lot of the talk online was how poised Megan was and ready to answer the questions. And it kind of how Harry came out guns blazing, like, excuse me, that is my wife. And we love to see a my wife moment. Live for those. But moving on. People are sharing awful lyrics from otherwise great songs. We're talking hits like Cisco's Thong Song, Train's Hey Soul Sister, and so many other songs that just have very questionable lyrics in them. Some great examples include the Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Saturday, then Sunday line from Black Eyed Peas' I Got a Feeling. There's also this one from Shakira's Whenever, Wherever that simply states, Luckily, my breasts are small and humble, so you don't confuse them with mountains. I hate to use crude language on a Monday. No, I don't. I don't care. <laughs> on a Monday morning. Uh, fuck you, Allie. I love that line. Shakira, <laughs> Sha- Shakira, that song is my karaoke song. Okay, I will be talking about my small and humble breasts. <laughs> That's my favorite part of this thread, honestly, is that it's 
quote unquote awful lyrics in otherwise great songs. (laughs) And a lot of the time I was reading it and I'm like, these awful lyrics are the reason the song is great. (laughs) Listen, if she's got dumps like a truck, 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 and that's like, what, what, what? Then I want to see her move that butt, butt, butt. And we're going to do it again. Oh man, I love it. And I will continue to sing that one lyric louder than the rest while I'm doing karaoke. Absolutely. But you know what, Allie, we got to move on to the other thing, the non-interview that happened over the weekend, which is uh, the WandaVision finale. And I'm very happy you're here for this. Me too. First, we do want to issue a warning. There will be spoilers. We've given you three full days to catch up at this point. There's so much Marvel news happening right now. There's absolutely no way we could not talk about this. So click away if you have not watched the finale and come back and listen. It'll be so much fun. (laughs) So joining us to explain the finale and what it means for the future of Marvel, we're talking with BuzzFeed TV editor and overall Marvel expert Nora Dominic. Hi, Nora. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks so much for having me. You know, so we talked to you ahead of the show's premiere, and we're really glad to have you back now. But, you know, we need to know, what did you think of the finale? Because the reviews seem to be a little mixed. I absolutely love the finale, but I know some people were surprised by how actiony it got compared to the rest of the show. And then there are people like me who read so many theories, almost none of which panned out. So I'm sure some people were let down in that regard. But what did you think of it all? Uh, I absolutely loved it. I mean, like, I write details and Easter eggs posts every week, so I'm, like, hardcore into, like, every theory imaginable Uh that was occurring. Um, But, like, my thing, and I know it's not the same for some other people, but, like, my thing is, like, if fan theories don't pan out, that doesn't really like hinder my view of the show at all like it would be amazing if some of the like out there things I was throwing out there happened but it never really hinders it and like at the end of the day it was like Wanda's story which is why I loved the show and I think the finale really exemplified that and added in more like MCU action so like I really enjoyed it Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so what is some of the criticism that you've seen out there and do you agree with any of it or you're just like nah um, I honestly try to avoid it because when I, <laughs> well, when I like a show, like I don't like, I avoid Twitter and I just don't want to be bogged down by that kind of thing. But I definitely think some of the criticism, quote unquote, was that like some of these out there fan theories like didn't pan out, which in my I'm just like, okay, whatever. And then, like, the main, like, criticism throughout the whole show was, like, the weekly rollout of episodes, which, like, I absolutely (laughs) didn't. I was like, why are we complaining that we're not binge-watching this all at the same time? Like, first of all, if I had to binge-watch it all, it would have killed me. So I'd like to thank everybody. (laughs) But, yeah, I think some of the – like, there's definitely, like, flaws in a show. It's not – never perfect. But I don't know. For me, like, seeing – I feel like it was one of the most gratifying MCU things that like seven years later, we finally get the Scarlet Witch reveal. Like that's huge. It's massive. So for me, like, I don't know. I thought it was pretty great. And I think a lot of the criticism is that like the random Mephisto theories like didn't come true and people were like hardcore speculating on things that like we didn't have to be. But that's also like (laughs) half the fun. I don't know. The finale obviously left us with a lot of unanswered questions that will clearly have a big impact on the MCU, which we will get to. But first, I want to hear your opinion on whether we're going to see some of these characters again and how soon you think we might see them. So we have White Vision, or any version of Vision for that matter, (laughs) Agatha, 
all along because that's her full name and <laughs> billy and or tommy well first with white vision i just love that paul bettany went from being like a voice in iron man to playing like four different <laughs> versions of himself it like really makes me happy um i think if anything like he kind of just like pieced at the end of the finale it kind of seems like paul bettany's vision blew his mind and yeah, he's yes. like he's like oh i'm out of here he's like i can't do this but like a big thing in the comics is like well white vision never gets his memories back in the comics so that's something brand new to wandavision but like a lot of it is like wanda dealing with the fact that like white vision is emotionless and doesn't know how to like love <laughs> so i'm sure he'll be popping back up again is like and again she has no idea white vision has all of the memories she shared with vision she has no clue that even occurred so like that will definitely be popping back up and i'm assuming probably we'll get a little bit of it in doctor strange and the multiverse of madness just because the ending of wandavision is definitely setting up wanted to be more of like go down a villainy route which mm-hmm. i'm excited about um so i'm sure parts of that will come into play and then like as for billy and tommy in the comics like she finds a way to bring them back and at the end of you know the wandavision finale we hear their voices as she's reading um so i definitely think that's also going to be a big part of doctor strange in the multiverse of madness especially because we're being introduced to a lot of characters that are in young avengers like we're getting Haley steinfeld and we're getting cassie lang um from ant-man so billy and tommy are a huge part of that story so i'm assuming we're not done with them yet and then i just really want katherine hahn to show up in doctor <laughs> yes. the multiverse of madness i ask for very little and this is like one of yes. those things <laughs> i will manifest that for all yeah. of us <laughs> i like don't want to have to say goodbye to her yet and she's so big in the comics that character especially for wanda so i'm really hoping she pops back up mm. okay so elizabeth olsen and paul bettany were obviously great in this and Catherine Hahn, 100%. But what other characters and performances surprised you? I absolutely love Tiana Paris as Monica Rambeau. Like, Captain Marvel was one of my favorite movies. I love Brie Larson, so, like, it was a movie truly built for me. And just, like, seeing her bring Monica like adult Monica was so great and I absolutely loved it also like just like Kat Dennings and Randall Park (laughs) like the trio of them the trio of them were like honestly the unsung heroes of this show I absolutely loved the comedy they brought to it it was so good it was such random comedy there and then okay Another criticism I heard people were like, oh, we didn't get enough Monica. And I'm like, okay, well, to your point, this was not Monica's show. Yes. <laughs> it was quite literally called WandaVision. They named the characters for you. And it's like, yes, she's gotten her powers, but at the end of it, you know, they're setting her up for the next Captain Marvel. So it's like, we will get to see her powers. It's coming. And she's also like co-leading that movie with Brie Larson. She's like literally the female lead of that movie along with her. So we will get to her. And it was actually, I think, kind of great. Like, we get a little introduction instead of like randomly seeing adult Monica, like several movies from now being like, oh, hey, where you been? (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, we'll be right back to talk about what Disney Plus and Marvel has in store for us. Fit. We're tired of hearing new year, new you, fat burning secrets, and lose weight fast. The only thing you need to lose is self-doubt. The body you're in deserves respect, love, and support. Support you're not getting from your current sports bra. 
It's time to experience the only sports bra that actually does its job and outperforms the most popular brands on the market. It's time to feel real support from SheFit. Save $10 today at SheFit.com slash 2022. What grows in the forest? Trees? Sure. Know what else grows in the forest? Our imagination, our sense of wonder, and our family bonds grow too. Because when we disconnect from this and connect with this, we reconnect with each other. The forest is closer than you think. Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. Hey, this is Paris Hilton. Last year, I revealed the story of my abuse at Provo Canyon School. Since then, thousands of survivors have come forward. Now I'm on a mission to expose the truth of the entire industry in this weekly investigative podcast, me and my host, Rebecca Mellinger and Caroline Cole, will examine one infamous teen treatment facility each season. First up, Provo Canyon School. This one is personal. When you first get there, you have to experience girls screaming, locked up, peeing themselves, in the hallway sleeping, and you're like, where? Holy heck, this is not what I expected. Listen to Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back. We're talking to Nora Dominic about the WandaVision finale. We've been told over and over again, this movie ties into the next Doctor Strange movie. How are we expecting these storylines to link together? Um, I'm already preparing <laughs> to cry again. I'm just, you know, I said that when like WandaVision first started. So we're just like preparing myself again. Um, but like in the comics, Doctor Strange really helps Wanda through a lot of her grief and loss when she loses Billy and Tommy. Um, and he's a big part of kind of not pulling her back to the good side, but in a way that is. So I'm definitely assuming we're going to get a lot of that, um, friendship and that kind of you know leaning on each other in the next movie and also wandavision set up the fact that like wanda's now more powerful than the sorcerer supreme which is dr strange at this point so it's going to be like massive and huge and just like my favorite thing right now is that like all of this magic was going on and like dr strange just like did not show up and did not <laughs> care <laughs> so i'm assuming we're gonna have to address all that um but yeah i think it's gonna be really great and it's gonna be great to see elizabeth olsen because she did such a good job leading a show so i'm really excited to see her like lead a movie with benedict cumberbatch for sure so the next disney plus series falcon and the winter soldier is set to premiere in less than two weeks it was supposed to come out first and it looks like it has a more traditional marvel feel do you think viewers could be underwhelmed after seeing wandavision or do you think like viewers like me are gonna just be confused about what's <laughs> happening <laughs> anything you might not be as confused i feel like wanda if you could ride through wandavision where like legitimately the first episode was like dick van dyke and you were like oh cool whatever um i think falcon and the winter soldier will be pretty you know like you said like it'll be like watching an mcu movie i'm pretty sure it's there are only six episodes an hour long so you're not getting the 9 30 minutes um to roll them all out um and it's going to be more like action-packed and heavy and especially i think what's interesting is going into the marvel tv slate more people were excited about falcon and the winter soldier and i think wandavision was a massive 
surprised that people loved it as much as they did. So I think if anything, this is just going to propel that even higher, which is wild to me. Right. Which is actually funny because I do remember going back when everything was revealed like at Comic-Con and I remember seeing WandaVision and just being like, I don't get what this is, but okay. (laughs) (laughs) It's so funny when like, you know, Twitter will remind you of like tweets you've tweeted in the past and like literally like a year ago, I was like, oh, perpetually screaming about WandaVision and boy, what a mood that was. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. We've got so much Marvel content coming out in the next year and a half. Black Widow, Eternals, Thor, Love and Thunder, and that's just to name a few. Which of these are you the most excited about? Oh, God. Big question. Um, big question. <laughs> it's a big question. Oh, I'm so excited. I'm really excited for Black Widow. Mm-hmm. I love Florence Pugh, and I do really like <laughs> Scarlett Johansson as Natasha Romanoff. She's been great. Um, so I'm really excited to like finally see that movie. That one's really good. And then just... As, like, a comic book nerd, like, I love the Hawkeye series. I love Kate Bishop. Uh, So seeing Haley Steinfeld in that, I think, is going to be really exciting. Um, But I'm excited for those. And the Eternals is going to be huge. Oh, there's too much. There's, like, I'm getting, like, this one week off before Falcon and the Winter Soldier. (laughs) And then, like, that's it. (laughs) <laughs> it's like everything like loki is ridiculous oh my god i <laughs> forgot about loki <laughs> I, loki's gonna be too much for Jesus. me to handle let me tell you that because... and it's coming out during gemini season which <laughs> tells you everything you need to know i do think it's interesting because then you didn't mention thor love and thunder but i think that's kind of correct though in just like how i view this is like i'm so excited for all these other things as like a marvel fan of like theories and seeing all these cool things and then thor is just gonna be a nice little like comedy break <laughs> Exactly. Yes. Like, I'm just like, I'm assuming it's going to be exactly like Ragnarok and we're exactly. just going to have a lot of fun. <laughs> Which is what we need. We need that little nightcap. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> well, Nora, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks so much for having me, as always. All right, that's it for today. Come back and join us tomorrow. And remember, do we ever need to hear from Burger King? I just want onion rings. Be sure to subscribe to BuzzFeed Daily on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your sound stories. And please take the time to leave us a rating and a review. It helps us figure out what you like about the show versus what you love about the show. And remember to come back for more of what you love about BuzzFeed, coming to you daily. We've all felt left out. And for people who move to this country, that feeling lasts more than a moment. We can change that. Learn how at belongingbeginswithus.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Hi, I'm Hillary Clinton, and I'm so excited to be back with a third season of You and Me Both. When I started this podcast, we were going through some tough times, and let's face it, we still are. And here's what I know. We cannot get through this alone. So please join me for more conversations with people who will make you think, make you laugh, and help us find a path forward. This season, I'll be talking about the state of our democracy with experts and with people organizing on the ground. We'll draw inspiration from some amazing people like Olympic star Allison Felix and Grammy Award winner Brandi Carlisle. And we'll get into the hard stuff with writer Cheryl Strayed and my dear friend and colleague Huma Abedin. So join us, listen to you and me both on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hold up. 
Have you ever felt depressed about work only to have your dad be like, why are you so down? So you told him you hate your job and he said, well, you better talk yourself out of it. And then you thought, hmm, I love to talk. I could host a podcast. And then you went to Spreaker from iHeart and started a podcast and got good at it, then monetized it, then quit your boring job, then told your dad, thanks for the advice. And he was like, well, that's not what I meant. And I don't understand what a podcast is, but you seem happy. So that's great, kiddo. You ever do that? Well, you could at Spreaker.com. That's S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R. Ask your dad. You actually don't.